Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first-time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, Leanne Hughes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes, and I'm here to help you create unpredictable workshop experiences that predictably work. We are at episode 90, peeps. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me on my facilitation journey, and I hope the content, info, and interviews on this podcast is helping you upgrade your facilitation game and also give you the courage and the confidence to enjoy being the one facilitating great experiences wherever you are in the world. We've had three amazing guests on the show in recent episodes, uh, Dr. Miriam Hadness, Tom Scannelbury, and Joel Birch. So this is a belated solo episode coming to you. Now this episode, it's it's really a bit of fun. It may be a bit polarizing uh, because I'm not keeping it so professional, but the thing is, uh, it's a question I've had to ask myself more than a few times when I facilitate. And when I asked myself a question a few times, I figured that surely there's at least one other person in the world that is asking themselves the same question in this similar situation. And the question is this, how do you facilitate workshops if some or many of your participants are hung over? Now, we often talk about how a large part of the work that we do as facilitators is about managing the energy in the room. So, you know, what do you do? What happens if your participant walks in and they are in low battery mode because they've had a big night? Now, more on that soon. Uh, you'll hear my approach to it. Um, but first, a couple of quick announcements before we launch into the content for this week. The first one is uh, if you've been following the show for some time, you would have known that I went to Paris recently with the author of Pivot, Jenny Blake. And while I was over there, I was helping to co-facilitate some workshops for an amazing brand, amazing fashion brand. But I also got a Pivot facilitation certification, which means I can now deliver Pivot workshops for individuals, teams and organisations. What on earth is Pivot? Well, it's a really great framework to help you navigate your career and figure out what's next for you. And it's also a useful framework for helping HR and managers have really effective one-on-one career conversations. Now, if you'd like to know more, I'm hosting a free one-hour webinar on the topic of Pivot on the 28th of November, and you can sign up to that by visiting leannehughes.com forward slash pivot. Second thing is I'm working on my 2020 vision for 2020, and I'd love your help. So if please like just... Uh, please reach out and tell me what you like and what you don't like. But the best format to do that is by completing a super quick seven question survey and a link to that survey is in the show notes for this episode. Um, If you complete it in the next couple of weeks, I'm also giving away um, at random. So random draw, either your choice of A, a one hour coaching uh, call with me or B, you can tell me what problems you're working through and I will send you three books that can help you through that. So your choice of whether you want a one-on-one coaching call with me or if you'd prefer the three books. Um, But to go on the draw for that, you can complete the survey and that is in the show notes. Remember, if you'd like to continue the conversation when the show is over, you can join over 340 facilitators on our free Facebook group called The Flip Chart. So a link to that, the Pivot webinar and my 2020 survey is over in the show notes at firsttimefacilitator.com 
forward slash episode 90. Okay, now onto the show. Back to my original question. How do we facilitate for hungover audiences? Okay, let's set the context. Uh, The context is that it is common for companies to send their leaders or teams off uh, for a two or three day retreat or longer off site. Now, or for conferences, it's um, a situation of bringing like-minded people together from across different cities and regions. And for some reason, uh, when you get all of these people together off site, away from the day-to-day, away from their office, which may seem a little mundane, um, and you put them into a really cool location or a cool venue, people can go a little bit crazy in the evenings. Now, how do I know this? I know this because I've, I've played both roles. So I have been the hungover participant. I have been the person at the conference that decides to go to the evening networking event just for one or two drinks. And then a few hours later, I find myself leading the charge at the karaoke bar. And then, you know, in bed by two or three. Now, I know it may seem a little bit unprofessional sharing this with you, but I also want you to know that I'm human and honestly, I love nothing more than winding down with a drink or two or more, uh, meeting new people or seeing others in a more relaxed light and just having a great time. Uh, But my personal philosophy is that I always back it up. So if I was being sent on a training, uh, training or conference tour, I definitely honored the commitment of showing up in the morning. And I feel like if I put myself in a situation where I don't feel the best. I need to own that. And that is my participant perspective. But yeah, when I'm around cool people in cool places, I do find it difficult to drag myself away because I love the conversations. If I'm facilitating though, it's a completely different game. I will rarely have more than one drink or just prefer not to have any drinks at all the night before and getting into bed nice and early and prepared. Uh, so yeah, I have definitely refused some great dinner invitations so I can finalize preparation and make sure I'm feeling great the next morning. And yeah, because like I said before, I enjoy going out and doing that stuff. That takes a lot of discipline. Not really so much. I guess I'm I'm reminding myself of the reason I'm in that environment the the reason I'm in the environment to accept an invitation is because my job is to facilitate the conversation so that is my number one role which I need to be mindful of um, so I guess maybe there isn't so much discipline because there's not really a choice in it if I choose to do a good job I will do whatever is in my best interest to do that uh, a quick disclaimer though in other countries and cultures this may not be a thing Uh, you may not have this problem crop up for you. So I apologize if this episode uh, may not be relevant, but if you do travel to Australia or or other countries, uh, the UK, Ireland for sure, (laughs) um, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. We do seem to have um, a bit of a drinking culture, particularly in private corporations. Not to say that everyone drinks, absolutely not, but there is a sort of mentality. You see it on a lot of uh, company and conference agendas. There's always sort of a networking event on the in the evening. So where this can get challenging is when you're the facilitator and you've put on an amazing day one of a conference and you're back to run day two, you're looking through the agenda and you see that there is a networking event on that day one evening. Now, there's a few things that you can do. As we know, prevention is better than cure. So one thing you might want to do is you could look to influence the agenda and maybe change the format of that networking event. Uh, what I've seen done, which is nice in Western Australia, they call these uh, events called sundowners. So it basically lasts one hour. It's just a drink over sunset. So you 
stop the free flow of alcohol after a certain period of time and everyone's sort of, it just stops around 6.30 nice and early. So you can influence that. Um, Another thing you can do to prevent people being hungover is to, before you break on day one, remind everyone about them being fit for work. Uh, Maybe relate it back to their principles of integrity or sell day two to them. So get them really excited about what's happening on day two and probably why it's important to be alert and active on the second day. What else can you do? You can maybe look at having a buddy system. So if you have done scuba diving, I got my scuba diving ticket over in Thailand um, and I learned that you always go scuba diving with a partner. So they're the ones that sort of check to make sure that you've all your apparatus is set up before you go down. When you're in the water, you signal to each other. Uh, so they, you know, if you take this to the context of a networking event, your scuba diving buddy could be someone that is like, hey, Leanne, it's probably time to go or they just throw a glass of water in your hand. <laughs> Something like to, to ensure that you're feeling okay. So a buddy system could work. The other thing I've seen done is I know a CEO who on the second day of a conference would get up in the front of the room and just he would actually find people who didn't exercise that morning. So in their agenda, they would include day two activities in the morning, things like yoga, running, boxing sessions. And if you didn't participate in any one of those, you had to stand up and give the CEO $50, uh, which went to a charity. So there's prevention strategies, but at the end of the day, We can't, I mean, you can't control what anyone does. And you could also, some, well, some could argue that they get the best value out of the after-party conversations. In fact, I think that that's been my argument for popping something like a networking event on the agenda. Uh, So if prevention doesn't work and you have people file in on day two that look like they haven't gone to bed yet, well, what can you do? Well, to start off with, and just do a bit of market research, I threw this question out to onto Instagram stories. I use the Instagram handle Leanne Hughes. I also have First Time Facilitator, but that's a bit more just weekly updates on the episode. On my at Leanne Hughes Instagram, I share a lot more behind the scenes stuff and do things like polls. So I threw, I threw out the question. I said, you know, what would you want a workshop facilitator to do if you were hungover? So the comments started out, they were all really quite tactile to begin with. So really sharing about things that the facilitator should bring with them. So Matthew Knight said, bring me a pillow, hydrolyte and sing a lullaby. I don't know about singing a lullaby. That would probably, uh, I think people would find that quite irritating, particularly with my voice. But Stephanie Yeo said, bring hydrolyte or Gatorades. Uh, yeah, my personal favorite color Gatorade is blue. I find that works a treat. Steph Taylor said, bring coffee and snacks. Sean Lavin, a Barocca icebreaker. Very clever. Uh, Tiffany said, buy me a Coke Zero. And Barbara Mars actually said, bring Bloody Marys. So her, her defensive strategy is offense, is getting back onto it. Uh, so... The whole thing about, um, I think that is a good idea and I have seen this done at conferences before where they have a recovery table set up with a few things like Gatorades, Barocas, Hydrolyte, uh, iced water. Uh, As a facilitator, I personally don't think it's your responsibility to organize this, but I'd suggest it to your client if they've got a coordinator of the event or even to participants to bring in what they think is going to get them performing at their most optimal. But look, some people don't anticipate they'll be like this. So yeah, pop it onto the coordinator or whoever's running the event. 
like a simple touch like this says, okay, we, look, we understand you had a good time, we, but we want you to participate and get you on track for being fit for work and fit to participate. Look, another thing you could do if you really were, if I had a massive event on the night before and I've seen awards dinners on the night before, a second day of a conference, uh, maybe you could start the second day like 30 minutes later, perhaps, just to give everyone a bit more time. The next few comments I received on Instagram ranged on what we could do as facilitators. Steph Houston said, I've been there back in the day. Please just politely ignore me and don't throw shade. And my old boss, Daryl Cox said, please don't shout and be overly energetic. Could you actually achieve this, Lily? Thanks, Daryl. Hilarious. I guess I could tone down my approach. Um, but I'm sort of of the work ethic that marries along with what Kirsty Lewis from the School of Facilitation recommends. And she said, been there a lot. Basically, carry on. If you do the crime, then you do the time. I agree. I, I, I fully agree with that. As a participant, I said it earlier, I should be 100% accountable for what I did the night before. And as a facilitator, I think the way that we can manage this is simply going back to the way that we manage things when we do notice low energy in a room, perhaps. Uh, so I had a conference early this year where uh, the participants were really excited. They were doing shots till the early morning. It was part of some tradition, apparently. <laughs> and I was redesigning the format as we went along because I could tell people were really, really tired. They were really feeling sorry for themselves. And so what I did was I designed in more breaks. So instead of having like a longer morning tea or lunch break, I actually made those breaks shorter and I had more shorter frequent breaks through the day so they could walk outside, grab a coffee, stretch if they needed, splash some water on their face. I also reduced the amount of time I was speaking and I got them sharing more in smaller groups, standing up. I also incorporated more video because it's actually nice when the lights are off and you can focus on something else. It takes the pressure off any type of interaction. Um, but yeah, I think you need to balance the outcomes. So think about like who has actually employed you, what are the outcomes you are driving and all things considering you as a facilitator can only do your best under the conditions. So you might only have a few people in your room who are feeling under the weather or worst case, it's you know 90% of the room. So maybe it is worth checking in with your client even beforehand and saying, look, if this is the case on day two or day three, what would you prefer that I do? So ask the client in advance um, and even go to the group and ask them uh, the morning of how are you feeling on a scale of one to 10 with 10 feeling excited and one feeling I just do not want to be here. Find out where they are at the moment and then ask them what would it take for them to feel even one or two points higher. So get them to self-manage their energy. At the same time, I guess we need to also consider the environment. Now, usually these events are taking place in a work or corporate setting. So it is actually in everyone's best interest uh, to protect their personal brand. So giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, you would hope that everyone is actually giving their all and doing their best under the circumstances. And I'm recording this episode, but please don't think I'm pandering to the people that choose to be hungover. It's not the case. I just really think that this is a real thing that happens to us as facilitators. And if we are really considering our audience's needs, we need to work through some of this stuff, particularly as it relates to energy management. So in a nutshell, what I've outlined are a few different strategies. First one is prevention. So set the standard up front, negotiate the agenda. If you can limit the, uh, just look at different ways that you can incorporate networking into the evening event. 
You can um, set up a really big activity early on day two, which may get people uh, stopping themselves from drinking too much the night before and maybe use a buddy system to ensure that there's some a group accountability happening. If your preventative strategies don't work, that's fine. And just accept that you can't control what people will do. And sometimes these evening sessions are where people actually have honest and transparent conversations with the help of a little Dutch courage. You can also work with a coordinator uh, to provide some hungover, hangover survival essentials on the second day, things like Hydrolyte, Barocca, Blue Gatorade and water. And as a facilitator, just continue to notice the energy and where you can provide shorter, more frequent breaks or incorporate a lot of that contrast that I, I talk about. If you see someone struggling, maybe you don't feel the need, like you need to pick on them to get them to present back. So uh, we had someone say, don't throw shade. And I think, yeah, just sort of respect that. And don't, I mean, it depends on the culture of the organization and the team, but maybe be a little nice. <laughs> just try to get them working within smaller groups and, and having internal conversations. But do focus on incorporating activities that switch the focus and get them outside of their own head um, and focusing on the task or activity at hand. So those are my tips and I'm still learning. So I'd love to hear yours. What would you add to this list? Have you had an experience before where you've had to facilitate for a hungover group or have you been the person really struggling through the day let me know I'd love to hear what you'd suggest you can uh, shoot me an email hello at leannehughes.com or contribute to the conversation on the flip chart okay that's it for this week I've got a very exciting guest on episode 91 if you've got problems focusing and find yourself getting very distracted uh, you'll love you'll love next week's conversation I've got the author of indistractable Nair Ayle on the show can't wait to share that with you have a great week And look, if you're still listening in the meantime, if you do like the show, I'd love you to help out and get the word out to other people. So there are a few ways you can spread the word. Uh, you can simply send them a link to firsttimefacilitator.com or leave a rating and review in iTunes to boost the public presence of the show. Thanks, First Time Facilitators. Chat next week.